Hello and welcome to The Motherhood Guide, where it's all about making your experiences of pregnancy, birth and motherhood better. I'm your host Kelly, a mum of two, a hypnobirthing teacher and birth educator, and I'm here to help you thrive in motherhood rather than simply just survive. Let's get started. Well, I'm back with how part two of how slowing down is looking for me, but I really wanted to talk about this from my own personal perspective outside of motherhood. Because I feel like a lot of women will relate to this feeling of just being so overwhelmed that you need to do something about it. And I do also wonder if this desire to pull back more and slow down is because I'm really reaching this breaking point. And I know that sounds so dramatic, but honestly, that day that I sat down and journaled about how triggered I was feeling and how I could possibly move forward, I did realise something. Now, I know a lot of you won't actually know my own backstory, so let me give you a little bit of context. My last six years have been mayhem, okay? Cast yourselves back to 2017, April. I bought my first home with my boyfriend and we renovated it whilst I worked full-time and studied part-time for my degree. Then in that September, we got engaged and so the wedding planning began on top. However, I also fell pregnant that same month at only 22. I worked full-time and studied the full-time during the pregnancy. And then in May 2018, I had my first baby five weeks premature. I didn't have the best birth experience and to top it off, I then had to finish my last assignment for uni in hospital, literally three days after giving birth. And then study with a newborn baby whilst I tried to navigate the fourth trimester and sit my exam a month postpartum. Then early 2019, I started back at work. We moved house, we got married all within one week. And then I fell pregnant again in October. And then 2020 comes along and boom, here's a pandemic, this time to ruin your pregnancy. And then in 2021, I started back at work again and started studying again because I had courses that I had to do to get into uni to study midwifery. And then I pulled out of that application process for midwifery and opened up my own business, Breathing to Birth, which I absolutely adore. But I do still run that alongside my other job. And of course, I'm now juggling being a mum of two and all the other responsibilities that come with being a homeowner and a dog owner and all that fun. So that has been me since. So don't get me wrong. This is not a woe is me. I'm very grateful for every part of that journey. Because in a way, that's what's brought me here. And I think that that's great because I'm exactly where I want to be. But geez, that is a lot, isn't it? And especially when I look back at finishing assignments and setting exams that early after having a baby, like what the goddamn was I thinking? Why did nobody give me a shake and say, what are you doing? But I mean, that was just me being such a stubborn woman. Anyway... I'm very grateful for the journey that I've been on, but it's safe to say that the past six years have been mental. A lot has happened. I've had a lot to do, so much grown up to be done, a lot of changing, a lot of healing, a lot of learning. It's definitely been a lot. So that's what I mean when I say that I think I've just hit this breaking point. I think my body and my mind is literally just like, babe, please just rest a little bit, like just chill out. Like, please do less. And I just feel like we really do live in this hustle culture where it's all about constantly doing, constantly being productive, constantly meeting the next goal. And you know what? It's just exhausting, especially when you add on being pregnant and having children. It is just exhausting. I just want to take a big freaking deep breath and just be because for the past few years, it's just been absolute chaos. And my time has either been filled with 
education or growing babies or meeting someone else's needs and they're all great things but I feel like for years now I haven't actually had the time or the space to just look after me and this is something that I haven't really spoken about much at all either but I do have issues with anxiety and I feel like anxiety just has put that additional constant pressure on what was already a really really intense few years and to be honest it's only made that harder And I do think that the issues that I have with anxiety, they just having what someone would think is a normal day, that can still be a huge mental drain for me. So I do feel like that kind of just further complicates with how well you can cope with your life being so hectic. Now before I get slated, I know that to most people I come across as being super confident and you wouldn't even have a hint of me being anxious, but I think that it's just because it's something that I have had for a really long time and I'm very used to kind of covering that up and not letting it make other people feel uncomfortable and so I'm very good at being discreet with it so I do hide it well but over the past few years there's been moments where the anxiety has definitely built and at some points the anxiety has been so loud that I'm just using a lot of numbing techniques to get through one of my most common is scrolling on my phone but also when I'm feeling really anxious I find that I need to make noise to almost drown out the anxiety in my head. So it's like I always have to have something on the telly or I have to have music on or I always have to be listening to something in my um, headphones. I'm always trying to create a noise that is louder than my anxious thoughts and my overwhelm to stop me from having to actually sit and be alone with my thoughts. I don't know if anybody else can relate to that. But what I've also realised is that it just isn't healthy for me and it really just doesn't set a good example to my kids either. Now, I always joke to my husband that I need a tranquilizer rather than therapy. But no, in all seriousness, obviously I'm aware that there's a lot of work to be done outside of just slowing down. Obviously, that is not going to be the absolute medical cure. But I do feel like it's no wonder I'm so drawn now to just slowing down. Like I feel like my mind and my body is literally just trying to push me in a much healthier direction. Where I can actually just feel my feelings become more mindful and do less of the stuff that is draining my soul and more of the stuff that actually fills me up. So like I said in my last episode, I did have that kind of breaking point, breakthrough moment where I was journaling and I just felt so overwhelmed, overworked and dysregulated that I could really see that affecting the way that I was coping in my relationships around me. But it wasn't just about that. It wasn't just about how that overwhelm and dysregulation was affecting everybody else around me it was about me as well because I value myself enough now to know that I deserve better than being dysregulated I know that I deserve to put in the work to lead the life that makes me feel happier and regulated so that I can feel good and I can show up as the best version of myself and you deserve that too of course so in my last episode I talked a lot about how slowing down has had a positive effect on the way that I actually mother my children and the way that their lives are being shaped But now I want you to talk about how I am trying to get that same effect for me also. And this is where I found it a little bit trickier. And I have, again, spoke about this in another podcast episode where I was talking all about the difficulty of self-care as a mum. But I am really trying. And what I'm finding is actually it's not really the logistics of trying to schedule in self-care, but it's actually about my mindset on it, right? Because realistically, I have time. We all have time, okay? We've all got a spare 10 minutes in our day that we could be doing something for us. But often we don't take that chance. And if you're anything like me, it is so much easier to just reach for your phone. It's a habit for any minute that we've got so-called free time, especially if that's just a short period of time. And I think it's also, that is because prioritising our own needs 
takes effort because it's not something that we usually do and it does usually mean that something else has to take the hit because we can't do it all. And sometimes that can feel really hard to tell yourself that you need to switch out doing something that you feel is your responsibility, like maybe that's putting the washing away or cleaning the bathrooms or something like that, to do something that you feel other people are not going to notice the difference from. Do you know what I mean? So it can be hard to tell yourself, right, I'm not going to clean the bathroom today. Instead, I'm actually just going to sit down and I'll do half an hour of reading my book because I feel like that would really help me feel much more regulated. Or I'm not going to put the washing away today. I'm actually just going to come down. I'm going to put a little yoga on the telly and I'm just going to do a little half an hour of yoga. Because other people aren't seeing that direct benefit from you doing reading the book or doing the yoga session, that's where I think that it becomes hard for us because people are going to notice that you've not put the washing away or that you've not cleaned the bathrooms. Do you know what I mean? Although I hope you don't have anyone around you that would call you out or even question you on that because that would be a very asshole thing to do. So it becomes hard for us to really switch that out. But I think what we need to remember is that the be all and end all is your mental health is more important than anything. Okay, and you don't have to have a spotless house. You don't have to have a house that looks like a show home because at the end of the day, this is your house. You live in it. You have kids that live in it and you need to live in it. And living in it means that it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be clean all the time. It is a vicious circle, okay? Because you can clean that bathroom and you'll probably feel good for about half an hour and then your kids will come in and get soap all over the sink again and, you know, you're back to square one again before you know it. And I don't mean that in a really depressing way. I just mean that the list never ends, okay? You could spend your entire life cleaning your house and making it spotless, but then there's always a next job that's waiting for you. So you need to schedule in this self-care when you need it. And even before you need it. Because there is always going to be a job waiting for you. So I do think that I've really had to try and change my mindset on that. And that has been a really key part of enabling myself to slow down. And I had to really sit down and look at how I'm spending my time. Where I'm wasting time. Where I have snippets of time that I can potentially fill better. And really start to prioritise what is important and what's not. And I can't remember where I heard it, but I do remember there being like this analogy about balls. And if you see all your responsibilities and the things you have to do in a day as being a different type of ball. So some of your responsibilities are going to be glass balls. Some of your responsibilities are going to be plastic balls that can bounce. So I don't know if I'm getting this analogy completely right, but that is what's in my head. And it's like, you know, some of your responsibilities you are able to put to the side for a minute and they can just bounce on their own and you're able to pick that ball back up whenever you're ready. However, some responsibilities are so important and those will be the glass balls, the ones that you simply cannot ignore them. You cannot push them to the side. You cannot let them bounce off on their own. You need to constantly be in control of that glass ball. So if you think about the situation where you're sick, right, and you've got these responsibilities, okay, so is cleaning your house in that moment of time a glass ball? No, it's a plastic ball. Put that ball down, pick it up later on, okay? Is feeding your kids a glass ball? Yeah, because somebody has to do that. And if you can't get somebody to look after your kids, then sorry, that responsibility still has to be on you. So that's your glass ball. You're going to have to hang on to it. Can you take time off work? Maybe you can. Maybe that is a plastic ball in your situation. You can take time off work where you don't have to stress about that. 
maybe you are a small business where you feel for whatever reason that you still need to show up for that. So that might be another glass bowl that you've got in your world. Maintaining connection with your kids. Is that a glass bowl? Yeah, I think it is. It still is a glass bowl. You know, so you're still going to have to talk with your kids and, and connect with them and make sure that their emotional needs are going to be regulated. Is putting your washing on an absolute necessity? Sometimes it might be, especially if you're going through a sickness bug, you might need to get some clothes washed. But, you know, in most circumstances, no, that's a plastic bowl. Drop that shit, pick it back up another day, okay? So a really simple example of just how you can think about your responsibilities. What is actually bringing you the most joy at the moment? What is most important? And what are the things that you can actually just drop? And I think that this working out of responsibilities is really key to figuring out how you can slow down and how you can live a slower paced life and facilitate less overwhelm because it means that you can work out what you need to let go of to prioritise what is more important to you. So maybe that is letting go of making your house look like a show home every day because you get more joy out of something else. Now I'm not saying let your home go into complete disarray when it's not clean and it's not safe. But you know what I mean? You don't have to have it absolutely perfect every single day. Maybe that's setting boundaries with a friend or a family member that maybe just takes a little bit too much out of you, has too high expectations of you. Maybe that's letting go of the idea that you need to constantly entertain your kids so that you can spend more time doing things that fill you up. You know, maybe that's encouraging your kids to do a little bit more playing by themselves or you know using the toys that they've got being creative with different crafts rather than you setting up these sensory activities all the time or taking them out to all of these places all the time maybe it's just simplifying that process so you can spend more time doing what you love maybe it's reducing your commitments somehow so you can spend more time with your kids maybe that's letting go of watching tv every night to go for a walk instead or do something that makes you feel good But it can also be about recognising where you need to take action rather than letting go. So, like, if you want to prioritise spending more time with your friends, that might be looking at your calendar and seeing what snippets of time that you have to maybe do a FaceTime instead of just sitting scrolling on your phone or watching telly at night. Maybe that's facilitating some kind of meet-up or, you know, organising something together so you can spend time together in person. I don't know. Obviously, this is just examples and only you know what it is in your life that you need to let go of or what you need to action. So anyway, I will share a little bit on what I feel is actually working for me when it comes to this. So I already spoke in the last episode about how I carved in way more time at home now because home is evidently just where I feel most safe and regulated. And to be honest, I feel like my kids kind of feel that way too. That's where I can be most regulated and most focused on connecting with my kids. But outside of that, I've also had to make some of my own changes as well. And what I found was that I had to really look at how I was filling my time and reduce the things that just didn't benefit me in any way anymore and schedule in more things that did. So, for instance, I am a bit of an introvert, okay, and a homebird. And I am not the person that thrives on being on nights out all the time, being really social, being in big groups of people. I like calm... I like to be in my own space and I like to be alone now and then, okay? I am an introvert. So I had to really analyse how I was actually spending my time and, you know, I get drained being around people and I don't mean that in a bad way because I also absolutely do love spending time with people, um, especially the right type of people. I absolutely love that. But I do also just need time to fill up my social battery again and I need that time to be alone 
and to be nice and calm. And that's perfectly okay because we're all just all different. So, you know, for me, I need to be careful that I don't schedule in too many social events in the one week because then I do start to feel overwhelmed. And as long as I get that alone time again, then I'm perfectly fine to go again the next week. Does that make sense? Now, you might be the absolute opposite and that's perfectly okay. My husband is the complete opposite. We are chalk and cheese. He would spend every living minute with someone else, with his best friends, his family, whoever. Um, And that's totally fine. It's just about tuning into who are you as a person and what you need. So another thing that I've been trying to do as well is analysing how I'm spending that time alone too. So I've been really trying to stay off my phone as much because I am aware that for me, I'm not getting any benefit from that. Unless I'm working, of course. But, you know, just doom scrolling. That means nothing to me. I get nothing back from it. So I recognised that that was something that I had to let go of because it was just a numbing technique and a habit. And although it's technically a slow activity, it was really detrimental for me. So now I have an app that blocks social media apps on my phone to deter me from scrolling. And, you know, anytime I go into that, it does trigger me to remember that I can pick up something else to do so that might be doing a game with the kids that might be picking up my book instead I don't know it just gives me that trigger to kind of rethink what I'm doing rather than just mindlessly going in and scrolling and it's so interesting because I always talk to my hypnobirthing clients about having a little oxytocin toolbox for birth so things that they can draw upon and it's stuff like watching their favourite movie, having music on that they like, having cuddles with their partner or singing, dancing, dimming the lights, creating a cosy space. There's loads of things that I talk about for their little oxytocin toolbox. And I feel like what I've actually had to do is piggyback off of that and create like a little dopamine toolbox. And that's kind of what that is for me. You know, what are the things that I already recognise as being dopamine boosters for me, what are the things that bring me joy? And writing that down in a list so that when I've got a spare 5, 10, 15 minutes, I can just be like, right, do you know what? I'm just going to get my book out instead of sitting down on my phone, scrolling and looking at absolute nonsense. And I feel like that's been so helpful. I've also had to be really mindful of looking out for my own triggers and noticing when I'm beginning to feel really out of sync and be proactive at tuning into my body at that point really reading what it is that my body needs to bring me back down again. And honestly, it's been so crazy because see, spending so much less time on my phone, I feel like having that slower pace of life, you just notice so many more things. And I know that this sounds like pure cheese, but like, see, even just like going out a walk and then not having my phone out and like texting or anything, which is something that I used to be really bad for, I'd still be on my phone even out a walk. But like even just like listening to the sound of birds and how calming that is or watching the clouds move or, you know, like the sun setting. Like I love all of that. And I think I really forgot how much I loved all of that. Like life is so beautiful. And I feel like we often, because we have such a fast pace way of living, we actually don't stop to appreciate and enjoy all those little things in life. And another thing that I've started doing as well is always kind of trying to take a wee five minutes to sit at my back door, so random, but to sit at my back door and just take a deep breath and just look around and listen to all the sounds and really have like that grounding moment. I find that so helpful to do in the mornings as well. And I think that that's a great way to start the morning too because it allows me to have that little five minute check in with myself where I can actually pick out how am I feeling today? Do I feel dysregulated? Have I not had enough sleep? What can I do to kind of alter my day to meet that need that I'm obviously missing here? And I feel like slowing down just actually gives me so much time to tune into my own thoughts and feelings and my own needs. And that then means I'm much more proactive in actually dealing with that 
which helps me show up so much better as a mum, as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter. I feel like I'm just such a better person when I'm able to actually tune in and meet my own needs. So I still feel like this is very much a work in progress. This is still, this still feels like early days for me and I'm still trying to get the right balance of everything. And it is hard when there's so many responsibilities that we're juggling as mums, because we are, we're juggling a lot. But for an overwhelmed and really overworked mum, sometimes as much as it seems really scary to take that jump and slow down and push the less important things to the side, actually it's felt so life-changing for me. I already feel like I'm able to be a better mum. I'm a much more regulated person, although, like I said, work in progress. I've not got this magic potion figured out yet. But yeah, I'm kind of unsubscribing from this rat race, hustle culture, and I'm enjoying it. I'm actually enjoying slowing down and doing less. So I guess for me, this pull to slowing down that I've had and trying to embrace it has become such a great opportunity to really analyse my priorities and what I'm doing that actually makes me feel good about my life and what's actually contributing towards my own personal goals. But it's also about giving myself the time to just be to just stop and smell the roses as they say, stop being so distracted with everything, the constant to-do list, the work, the demands for my attention and my time and just try and stay in tune with myself and what I need and really creating that space to actually get it. Being a mum is so freaking hard and so many of us have so many other commitments and responsibilities on top of that too. So if you're feeling overwhelmed at the moment, oh man, I feel you and I have been there, it's rough. But I hope that you can feel reassured after listening to this that it's okay to do less. I know that there's so much pressure out there to do more and to always be productive and always have this full social calendar and be out doing everything all the time. But actually, sometimes that is not what your body and mind are looking for and it's okay to slow down, it's okay to do less. You do not need to give in to that pressure. You absolutely deserve to live the life that feels right for you. So I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and that you've been able to take something away from it, whether that's feeling less alone or more in the know. If you have enjoyed today's episode, the usual stuff applies. A review or a share with a friend is a really great way for me to build my community so that I can help more women. All the good stuff is in the show notes, guys, including details on how to work with me, or you can check out my website at www.breathingtobirth.com. I'll see you next week.